You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Hi, you are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and this is my lovely Angel Rose. And today we are speaking with Tian Lucas, who lives close enough to us here in Sedona, Arizona. And we met Tian, ah, probably a few months ago anyway, and many, many interesting discussions have arisen from our constant uh, meetings and online sessions that we have. He runs a weekly mastermind indeed. And one of the things that came up that Angel Rose wants to discuss with him today is about the heart. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Angel Rose? Well, in our discussions, he mentioned that the heart is a portal. And I wanted him to talk more about that in terms of, he was talking about manifesting. When you manifest, you have to bring it down into your heart and that the heart was a portal. So I would just like him to explain that a little bit further for our listeners. Mm. And also to help me understand it a little bit more. Yeah, because we're all familiar with manifesting, and many people indeed through the years have different methodologies. But one of the things that we're intrigued with, with regard to the way Tion talks about it, is that he creates the manifestation from various levels. And we let him introduce it and talk about it. But in particular, when he talks about the heart, that is of very much interest to us. You are very welcome, Tian. Thank yes. you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so we're very keen to find out a little bit more about what we had a brief discussion about the other day when you talked about the heart. And uh, maybe, Angie Rose, you could remind yeah. Tian. Well, we were discussing manifesting through the levels, and you were talking about bringing it down through the heart, and that the heart yeah. was a portal. So I think I remember being told that somewhere along the line, but never really the implications of what that means and what it's capable of. So if you could talk to us about that, that would be really great. Excellent. Yeah, and I, I even put aside an example for this as well. So oh, great, great. Make it more relatable. So, um, so like you said, the, the heart in the center of your chest, right, in the middle of your chakra system, is the doorway between outer manifest reality and the inner realms. And this is actually a fundamental property of how reality itself is formed. If we look at how reality is formed, we start in the absolute. That's your source, my source. We all have that as the source. And that is whole, it's timeless, it's indivisible. So in order to create the experience of being in a separate reality where you feel like an individual on in any plane of existence in manifest reality, you have to have these four primary ideas. The first one is vibration. So vibration is what people call OM, the sound of the universe contained within ohm is what I like to call the everything. So okay. this is leading up to what the real power of the heart is because ohm is all energy, all thoughts, 
all streams of consciousness that's appearing here as life and beings and you know people are our full potential multi-dimensional or true self potential all of that um, the earth itself everything is contained in home and then from home comes two more of the four primary ideas there's two properties of it there's time and space so time gives us the ability to change things and it gives us frequency or something's like changing but it doesn't have to move and space gives us division distance and you know the ability for something to move because it has space to move across and without those those three so far ideas there's nothing within which to be separate to have a distinct identity i like that you said they're ideas so does that mean they're not actual facts they're more ideas of consciousness right. so everything here is made up of ideas and okay. the awareness of the stream of consciousness projects through those ideas as like a lens to form what's here okay got it and so the fourth idea is the atom or anu and atom is the vibratory structure of of everything in manifest reality of creation here so the center of the atom gives us that property of within and without so that's okay. where the original doorway is is in the idea that there is such a thing as a doorway and that there's a within and without mm -hmm. so the moment you have that doorway because reality is holographic the center of every cell and the center of your chakra system the heart is that same doorway so when you're the creator in this form the place that you want to sit to command this form um, is in the heart right and would it work if you were to sit in any other chakra so now technically everything has an inner and an outer right so it's not like so limited to um go like well i can't put my awareness in another chakra like in my core and emanate from there no that that does work too the point i'm making the distinction i'm making is between the heart and the mind the brain right the yes thought. i wasn't being difficult when i asked right. you that no I I just want... yeah oh, I absolutely yeah so mm -hmm. what happens the more you embody multi-dimensionally or as your true self the more you're simply the presence in the entire reality right and so you can use any part of anything any way you want from that from that kind of embodiment mm -hmm. right there's no yes. Oh, well, I have to be in the heart. But if you're trying to get from I'm in my mind and I've been thinking and there's tension, any of those things over to the full power of creation, the heart is that doorway to go to because that actually is what it's architected as. That's the primary idea of the four primary ideas that gives you within and without. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you mentioned, Tian, about the atom and you said Anu, was that some reference to Anu of the Anunnaki or is that just a... No, uh, no, that's the Sanskrit word. So they have home for vibration of, that, of these four ideas. They have, um, for uh, time, we have uh, Desa, I believe. And then um, for space, oh, sorry, time is Kala and space is Desa and Adam is Anu. Oh, yeah, isn't it interesting so, that at Anu is the same name? Yeah. I, I'm only just making, connecting the dots here. But uh, yeah, right. Uh, when you refer to the original Sanskrit words for this, where this is like brought through by mm -hmm. the teachers, the, the, the gurus in India, right? Then um, you're getting like an even clearer reference, more complete reference in language to what that vibratory energy of what they're describing is. Yes, yeah. So let me ask you, when when people talk about manifesting, and they're usually talking about manifesting some kind of physical desire into our 3D world. So it could be money, it could be a relationship, it could be a new job, whatever. And traditionally, through recent mainstream ideas, we've been told that you have to you have to visualize it and you have to feel it. So where, when you mentioned vibration, time, space, and the atom, where does the feeling side of that come into it, if at all? So feeling is the experience of your heart emitting the energy, right? So if you want to take what's from within, the inner realms, which is not in physical reality, it's in other planes of existence, the astral plane, the causal plane, but it's the full energy that forms this plane. And so if you want to take a complete reality or a level of energy that you have that's unlimited or a different being that you have that has a different capability and set of qualities and characteristics and embody it, it has to come out through the heart. If it stays just in your mind and you're visualizing it in your third eye or your mind, right? It stays <laughs> in those realms. I got you. You don't uh, land it into the physical. Into you the have physical. to land it down, which means bringing it through the portal and going, this is a live creation. You're rating out the life and the force through which it becomes manifest. Right. Now, you did mention that you have some examples can you give us an example of what that looks like or feels like in practice? And yeah. the reason I'm asking is because many times we find that this is where people fall down. Like Angel Rose has written a marvelous book on manifesting. And in that, the way she, des the way she describes is uh, it works through journaling, that you're, you're journaling to get to the core belief, the core idea, as you use that word, that that's that feels alive and is animated and in that way there's feeling attached to it yeah so the the real power you have is your awareness comes all the way from the absolute through home through through the everything which is all things 
which are simply projected here because nothing here is actually created here. And that's through your awareness, your consciousness. So if you're creating something, that's the full energy and power that is the conduit that comes out through your heart, coming from any level of reality, from causal plane, astral plane, other beings with unlimited potential and, and wisdom coming out through your heart, those versions of yourself, your higher self, your true self, comes out through your heart as that awareness. So that awareness is the, the thread through which the stream of consciousness is coming out through and appearing in physical reality and manifest reality in physical reality. And so when you're when you're using that pure awareness, it's got the highest vibratory potential. It's like even a drop of that level of life energy with what you would use, what you would call the qualities to be in your heart and directly bring it through would be sincerity, right? That's one of the mechanics. So you're sincerely meaning you're just bringing through the truth and what's right for you and what can be, right? And then the quality also is like, confidence and conviction like mm -hmm. you really mean that this is going to happen mm -hmm. right that's another quality as well as that like aliveness of feeling you can really feel um the joy the happiness in your heart mm -hmm. so if i want to take something from the the other planes like from causal plane astral plane and bring it here of all of those, the only feeling I need to focus on to, to produce it is just happiness. Because I visualize wow. it and I start to feel the happiness in my heart. That's naturally coming out with, with conviction, with sincerity, because mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not adding any other thoughts to it. I'm not running it through my brain. It's just coming out. Yeah. So if you follow that happiness, right, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm staying in that stream through which my awareness is bringing out that multidimensional new possibility. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I want to take care about the way I ask you this question because um, in the in the outer world that we perceive right now, there is pestilence and war and disease and all of those negative kind of things, but they must have been manifested too at some level. So if, so if manifesting is based on the heart and happiness, how could somebody have manifested pain and suffering and war? Yeah, so that has to do with how the body works. So when you're learning how to be here, right, you're coming from inner realms where maybe you already know how everything works, but you're going, how do I operate in the physical world? And you look to others to go, how are things done here? Because it's different. You're, here you have different layers in your experience. And those layers have things like the repetition of time. So on a certain day of the year, the same kind of experience that happened that day of the year and the previous time is like going to come up. And so on. If there's uh, a certain fear or experience I have, my body's going to remember that and it'll match it to did the same thing happen. So your body takes on all the thoughts and vibrations that um, you learn, you like absorb those. And what that does is it forms your viewpoint, okay? okay. So you 
viewpoint is like the lens through which everything happens mm -hmm. or your personal reality. So each person has a certain shape to things. And like, um, and Gail, you've done psychic surgery. You've seen how crazy it is what all things people have in and around their energy field. That's right. part of your viewpoint. That's a visual you're looking at what all in the shape of the funnel through which their awareness is coming in a pure right. form, and then it's hitting all of whatever's in their in right. their point shape, right? Whatever um, unprocessed emotions, whatever uh, beliefs they're they run. Those you can feel them as a shape of the lens or that they are. Mm. So if you change your viewpoint from I'm a person and I'm in pain and bad things happen in the world to I'm the awareness. I'm the ruler of this body. I'm the creator. I'm the leader, right? And you lead with your awareness out through your heart. Then all that viewpoint starts to reshape. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to say it. Yeah. So is that there is the key to let's call it the new earth or the new paradigm or the great awakening Absolutely. or whatever yeah. name you want to put on it. That's exactly. The so the new earth or new paradigm already exists because everything already exists, but it's specifically even on the time frame and timeline where events come out in the simulation of physical reality, right? It's already been formed in the higher planes, mm -hmm. right? You can already visit it. You can go, hey, gurus, you know, pull me up and show me what you've done with the new earth. And you can pop out through your third eye or do different things to go right to a full reality of the mm -hmm. new earth. Mm -hmm. And and it's at a different energy vibration than the current societal norms and energy right. fields and how everything's currently operating, right? Yeah. So if you want to bring that down and emanate it out through your heart, you're simply deciding as a creator, I want this to be my reality. And that will then send all the information of what that feels like in that vibration into the field for everyone else to experience right right yes yes so real briefly because there could be people listening to this who never heard of the levels that you're talking about in terms of the causal and the astral so could you briefly just discuss bringing things down to those levels yeah so what happens is uh, once you have the four ideas you have the causal plane so basically in the causal plane you don't have form you're just fully realized particles that can appear in time, space, um, and the atom creates the particles, the idea of within and without. And so when you're formless, you don't have any limitations. There's nothing that's fixed. You're not like, oh, I'm the same body every time. You're just aware of everything that's possible, everything that you can experience and what you wanna share. And so it's a much more connected feeling, mm -hmm. right? It's like everyone that's part of a society that's in causal can share and relate and connect, and you don't have to do anything separately. There's a feeling of wholeness and support and truth and knowing that's just always there, and that's how you live. Mm -hmm. right? 
And so causal is that level at which you can open your viewpoint. You can feel the energy of truth and you can bring through anything that's possible. Whereas your viewpoint here might feel more fixed and it's based on unprocessed emotions and things from your lineage and stuff that's in your energy field, right? But when you go to causal, it starts to just as a sparkly presence, clear all that. Mm -hmm. And you tune into, oh my God, there's so much more possible because you're not feeling any of the, the shapes and walls and limits of your own beliefs. Mm -hmm. The all. weight. Yeah. And is that, I just got to talk about the astral yet. So. Yeah. I know you want to talk about the astral. I don't want to get it off track. No, I, I need to know because at that level, is that what death is when, when you say it's formless? Is, is that when somebody dies, are they? So when people die, right, and I'm talking about most people here, right, they're not going to go into the formless. They're okay. actually going to something in the astral because right. they, they stay in a form, but they're viewing outside the body form. Yes. Right. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. So okay. they still they still like go, oh, I'm going to heaven. Well, they're going to a plane where they can see others who have been informed that they know. Gotcha. Right? Makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay back, then, to the, back to the astral. Back to the causal and the astral. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Well, the astral plane is where we have um quite a number of other ideas. We have polarity, which gives us uh, negative, positive, and neutral. We have the five senses, which sits on the, the negative one, I believe. Let me just make sure I'm saying all this correctly. Um, yeah, so we have the five senses that sit on the positive one, sorry, on the positive pole, which means it's a property of being able to perceive what things smell like, taste like, look like, feel like, or sound like, right? Those five. There's five actions, which are excrete, generate, move, manipulate, and speak. And then there's five sense objects, means all the properties of, of matter can have uh, um, a smell, a taste, color, and so on. And so those three polarities plus the 15 ideas, um, plus there's two more. There's buddhi, which is intelligence on the positive side, and manas, which is mind on the negative side. Those 17 ideas make up the fine limbs of the astral or subtle body, energy body. Mm -hmm. So with all of those things, you can then take a form and operate and function as a form. Right. Yeah. And is there a need to understand things at the level that you've just described um, at, at any point in time? Is there a need for anybody to understand the mechanics of that? Or can somebody experience it without intellectually understanding it? Oh, absolutely. So you don't have to understand um, that there's 17 fine limbs that yeah. make up, you know, the yeah. subtle body. Right. You just need to understand that it's a different level of energy and it's its own place that you live and exist. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it has the properties that feel more like action and magnetic. And if you feel that here in your physical body, 
you recognize what it is in your astral body. Unlimited cosmic energy. Things are light and they don't feel solid, right? They're more luminous. Um, creation is instant. You don't have to wait for things, mm -hmm. right? Then you start to go, oh, I know what that feels like. And then you recognize what it is to be astral. That being said, if you're interested in, in, in altering reality and full mastery of reality, you're going to want to get into some of those things because, you know, it explains or you can understand why there's a guru in India that can take a flower that has no smell and give it a scent. Yeah. They're working with one of the five uh, yes. auric electricities and they're mastering um, creating at that level. That makes sense. Yes. Mm. So, so in the process of manifesting, though, why do you take people to the causal first? So, let's say they want to manifest a particular. Let's ah, say they want to manifest more income, for example. Okay. So, you don't have to necessarily go to causal astral to manifest, right? You can just kind of say, "I'm awareness and the creator." But why I go to causal is to help bring that energy of truth and what was really right for you as a being and not just your body. So it's one level to say, I have a soul, right? And a soul level is generally like different lifetimes lived in the physical plane and maybe the astral back to the physical, but it can have karma in it, it can have weight in it, right? But if I go above that, where I'm a being that exists in causal, I don't have any of that weight. Mm -hmm. So it takes whatever I'm carrying as weight, and for me in my own personal reality, opens it up. So I can now see in my body what it's like to feel unlimited. And because changing my viewpoint is so key to creation, that's like a doorway to change my viewpoint. It's one of right. the doorways. Right, because it's one thing to go. Oh, I'll just kind of be, you know, hunker down in my in my excuse me in the weight I carry, right? And I could still like go in a moment. I I did some manifesting, but I can't fully move in and live and experience what I manifest in a balanced way. I can't enjoy it, which is the whole point of manifesting it. Well, you know how you told me yesterday. Um, we were talking about something I wanted to manifest, and you said, why don't you go to those higher astral beings that you met when you learned psychic surgery, the ones I told you came into my dream. And so I did that, right? I called upon them, and I kind of mentally told them what I needed to happen. And I'm not kidding. Instantly, Tian, I was, <laughs> I was so much lighter and so positive, and I, I just yeah. had this really this really clean emotion yes and um and it was excitement you know it was like oh i felt like released from something you know so it's like i didn't see them but i felt like they heard me because the effects oh, that i had were were almost in, very instant actually mm. so yeah. that was and i never thought to i never thought to call on them before i mean because i never knew they were in the higher astral i didn't know where they were you know yeah they were just some figment of my dream, for example, you know? In that example, for everyone listening, 
the reason we knew they're in the house was they appeared as golden beings. They yeah. appeared very luminous. So that's yeah. the astral plane. And there wasn't density to it. It was very right. alive and light with all this knowing, which means mm -hmm. it's a higher astral, very close to causal, where you know everything. It could right. even be a blend of astral causal, right? right? Where they're bringing so much to the world in a in a confident, truthful, knowing, pure way. Right. And that's higher astral. Yeah. Hmm. And you can feel that in your body. That's yeah, I could. Like it's so I know. It, I did. I felt it right away. It was like I was washing up. I'm like, well, I feel new. You know, I feel yeah. like so very light and new. It was really cool. And all of a sudden, the reality of wanting our own house felt very real to me as opposed to an idea that I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, this is happening. You know, it was quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so the more you stay in that happiness and that kind of energy, remind right. yourself, connect to them, check in with them, whatever it is, right? Then what's happening is your heart becomes a full expression of all that capability coming out. Right. Like it becomes kind of more automatic and integrated. It changes your viewpoint here and your energy field here. Right. And so that's why I was also saying yesterday, the heart is like what the shamans call they say walking with one leg in the in this world, one leg in the unknowable world. Right. And that's simply the threshold, a noble to this world that's there on your heart. So right. when you mm. stay in your heart and you keep accessing more from the unknowable world and calling it into creation here, right. the more you become like naturally in that orchestrated stream of possibility, the less yep. thought it takes and the more what you're inspired by to sort of automatically happens. Mm. Yeah. And that's the whole point of being fully embodied multidimensionally, is you do enough of that to start shifting your viewpoint in your personal mm. energy fields. Right. And are there people doing that unconsciously already? I mean, as you were describing that, I was thinking of uh, young people who are very ambitious and and excited about their life and excited about oh, yeah. creating the future. Like, are they putting themselves unconsciously into that kind of space where- Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a natural property. If they're not squashed or shut down and told, you know, your energy is too much for me, right? Or they yeah. don't buy into that. That's just a, a quality of being a being in a body. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. more that they're coming here, um, in that remembrance of who they are on the other planes, yeah, then it's just naturally how they live. Yeah. So those qualities of excitement and enthusiasm, they're all good, healthy qualities. Oh, absolutely. It's alive. Everything alive. alive is conscious and creates more life, more possibility. Right? Whereas right. the difference is if I create something in my mind, and my mind leads, it will create something, but that creation will be empty. It'll be dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I and don't how use your mind, but don't lead with it. Start the creation as an energy life flow. Yes. With that pure awareness. Yes. And then, yeah. and then let your mind do what it does, which is divides things and it, it organizes things. But it needs to be kind of on the, it needs to come second to all that. 
Now we've talked about feeling and and with the idea of manifesting. Where does visualization come into that? So visualization is how do you connect to what is already created? Right. Now that makes sense. And I'll tell you, let us give people a little example, because this is this was very real for me, and I'm sure it'll be very real for you too. Um, we've done many book writing courses and people will know that we've published over a thousand books and part of part of making a book a reality the way we started when we do a writing class is we actually create people's book covers first before they even write a word and some people have said to us in the past that's that's kind of cart before the horse that's you know we got to write the book first and then make the cover you know and i always say to them no we create the cover first and the reason is because when people see now it's only a graphic but when people see the graphic of their book cover with their name on it it's like as if it sparks a creativity in them that says wow it's already created my book's already yes. created and yes. therefore the writing of it becomes very easy exactly do you see how no it's absolutely true it's like uh, when you get to the level of creating the cover, even if you didn't do it in that order, right? Let's yeah. say you're writing the book. When you finally make the cover and you get the cover right to fully display the essence of why you wrote the book, yeah. then you're going to feel more serious. You're more in the reality That's that right. it already exists. You'll start to feel your audience. You'll start to get a different feedback That's relating right. to it as a creation, yeah. the yeah. more complete it gets yeah and i think that's probably why a lot of people when they talk about manifesting they will say create um not a mind map what did they call it and it was a treasure not a treasure map a, a vision board a vision board yeah yes. so that's all part of the same bringing this down from the causal into the astral into the physical right yeah all right the more visceral it is for you, right? That's the full feeling of it through your whole body, yes. right? And then you're in the reality that you were previously just visualizing. Yes. And once you enter in it, it's a complete reality here, right? For you in that moment, it, it exists. And as the energy of that, you know, propagates out through all the layers of gets written in with its aliveness and its high mm -hmm. vibration into all the layers, it becomes real for others too. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you something off topic a little bit. Tian, why do we forget when we come in here? Uh, it's what we come through is, is masked or veiled. So physical reality itself has made of layers and everything that his consciousness were made of, all the atoms we come into and so on, are, are veiled to appear dense, separate, and solid. Gotcha. Right? And oh. so once you go, oh, I'm dense, separate, and solid, and then others teach you, people yeah. around you teach you that yeah. you're a person, you've got problems, and you know we're worried about this, right? And they model that for you you take that on so yeah. if you if you're born you don't take that on and your your parents are super conscious and already awake you don't go through that forgetting process 
Uh, yeah, I know my yeah. young grandchild, my youngest granddaughter, she's three, keeps telling yeah. her mother, I remember when I was your mommy, you know? Yeah. She's like, she doesn't to my daughter. Yeah. So she hasn't quite forgotten completely, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a process to forget where you're trying to learn mm -hmm. how people I do things here. So here's another question, a manifesting question. Yeah. We often hear from people, they say that uh, we, we're protected and that's why something might not happen. Like even though you desire it and you envision it and you'd go through that process you talked about, but it, it doesn't manifest for them. And they are told that it's because they're protected somehow. Do you, can you explain that? So what can happen is if you're not ready for a creation, right? You're not able to hold that balance. Then those higher beings, yourself and the astral, causal, your guides, everyone yes. you're working with is going, let's get you the experiences so you can handle what you're asking for. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's why when I create things, I go directly to the beings, just like yeah. Angela just did. And they're going, okay, gave her that feeling. It's like, okay, you're ready. Like they weren't yeah. questioning. Yes. Anything about are you ready for yeah. what you're asking for? Yeah. She felt the full uplift, right? Right. So if yeah. you're working with your beings and they're helping, right? Then they're taking. They're, you've already kind of checked that box. Yes. Well, here's the experience that I had, which I was always puzzled about until now, and that was when I was growing up, teenager. I always wanted a bicycle, and I never had a bicycle as a teenager, and. I remember, oh gosh, I can't remember the names of the authors at the time, but Napoleon Hill and various others. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Think and Grow Rich. Guy. Who? Napoleon yeah. Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich, all those. So I was into that, and I'm saying to myself, right, I'm manifesting this bike, and I, I remember envisioning it and feeling it, and oh, I described it in the colors and everything about it, right? No bike. And I went through several years of really wondering about my, my own creative ability and about myself and why didn't it manifest. Now, it wasn't as if it was that expensive or anything, but it's just, it didn't, for whatever, it just didn't happen. And I was very puzzled for a lot of years until I got married and had children. And then the children wanted bikes, you know, small little children's bikes. And the next thing, Tian, I had more bikes than I knew what to do with. There were <laughs> bikes coming up. My, I swear, uh, there was, oh, God, there was tricycles and every type of bike you could think of. And, um, and I remember. But did you have a bike? I did, yeah, because I cycled with the children. But it's like when you said when you have to be ready. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I wasn't ready or my circumstances. I wouldn't have enjoyed. I really enjoyed having the bike when I got it because I could cycle out with the children and do all sorts of go places and do things. And yeah. it's, to me, it's like, that was the perfect time for me to have a bike. Yeah. And I'm only raising it because when you were talking about the perfect timing, it's like, that was it. Yeah. For me, that's when it manifested. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But in a way that causes me a little bit of a problem because as the creator, we should be able to, manifest it whenever we want yeah. so, so the thing is to 
think about yourself as the creator, you're the one occupying the seat in the body and the heart, right? And so you're taking the body with you through the journey that you're going to be creating. So if you think about it as, I should be able to materialize any object, I should be able to have anything appear in my reality. You're not here just to make anything appear in the reality. You're here to walk the body through higher and higher embodiment of what's possible. Okay. Which so is different. In that way, so yeah. From that standpoint, you can decide, is this experience of benefit to what I'm trying to evolve to next or not? Is it a, will yeah. I really use it? Will I, will it take me down a road that is a path I mm -hmm. want to go to? Yes. Yeah. And all yeah. of that being factored in. So you told me a story um, yesterday about how you found a newspaper clipping in, in a, in a farmer's truck that had sheep. Yeah. And that led you to your next career. And if you had hadn't caught that particular ride, it wouldn't have walked you down that path to that thing. Yes, that's so true. there could be different reasons why having a bicycle exploring out through that avenue is like a circuitous route to where you need to go next and focus your energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, plus, sometimes it's like a test to see how much manifesting energy and what it takes to create something, you put intention into the bike. And then when you finally got a bike for the kids, you had so many bikes because that energy was still right. there, manifesting alive and alive, and then all of a sudden you got to see it later. That's exactly right. But you know, it, it, I have to tell you an, uh, another experience that I've had, and I'd love your comment on it because it's to do with manifesting, and I've told Angel Rose this before. I remember uh, buying a lottery ticket, and I can't remember what the amount of the win was at this point in time, but it was, I don't know, $650 million or something, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking at the time, $650 million. And I had the sensation that you know, I don't think my frequency or my own vibration, I don't think myself would be able to handle that. Yeah. Because right? it's like as if the money was a certain frequency and I wasn't at that frequency. That yeah. was the, the kind of separation I felt, you know? Yeah. And what I, did, what I realized was that if I wanted to be able to handle $650 million, I would have to bring my frequency up to match that level. Now, yeah. am I right in understanding yeah, it that way? Exactly. Yeah. And so I, what, that's exactly what I did. I went through a, a series of exercises. And it, it was mental now. I accept it was mental. But I could also feel it. I remember at the time that I felt what, you know, one million felt like. And I could, I could handle that. I thought, yeah, it's okay. I can handle that. Ten million. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a little bit more difficult, but I could feel it that, wow, I have to work up towards this. I have to build towards it. But nonetheless, I could feel myself building towards it. A hundred million. Whoa. I wonder, like, that was a, that was a bit of a stretch, I remember. And yeah. mentally, I'm trying to understand this, but also physically, I'm trying to feel it. 
whoa, that's a that's a big jump. And what would I do with it? And would you have to pay tax on it? Where and so the head was going off the charts crazy. Yeah. At the and I knew then that what you what I was looking at was this was how to manifest bigger things. You have to build into it, you have to feel into it, you have to grow into it, you have to yeah. bring the 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 uh, freak your frequency to match it. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and growing into it is a really important point because that's yeah. all we're doing is we're evolving the body and its consciousness and its viewpoint to grow into our full potential. So right. people say we're already fully realized on the other planes or in the absolute. Mm. We're completely unlimited, but we have to grow the consciousness of the body up to a different level to experience it here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you do that, Tian, does that leave? Like, let's say you 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 get yourself to that, and you bring your body up to that consciousness. Does that leave some sort of imprint into the earth to make it available for other people? maybe easier as well or what oh i believe so yeah it's so much harder to feel an experience if there's no example here but if there's right. an example here right then it's like oh okay so like uh, i was uh just the other night reading about someone that visited it's a it's actually a novel that visited john of god in um South America, yeah. Brazil, Brazil, yeah, yeah, and um, they explain that the moment you decide to go visit him, these uh, beings without bodies start working on you for what it is you're asking, and you're ready to change. Yeah, and then I started thinking about that. They also describe further that where he lives, the casa where people come mm. for the healings and the energy transformation is on top of like a hill that supports crystal that amplifies the kind of right. energy he's bringing through yes but then they said one other word they said he's channeling all these beings that do the healing and so when i i considered that full idea i went it's not about manually doing it one at a time when i have causal and astral beings, huge society of them. Mm. It's mm. about, um, I'm the one kind of like arranging the things here in the physical that happen so that I can bring those beings to others. And that brings me to what I created here in Sedona. I wanted to move to Sedona. I've wanted that for a while. I started thinking when I moved from California to Arizona in 2016, and I moved to Phoenix. I was like, Sedona's right up there. Why can't I go get a house? But yeah. I had to grow myself and prepare myself for being on what's like equivalent to a hill of quartz. I'm on a vortex. Yes. In a property that has to be able to balance and hold my energy and consciousness for me to be multidimensional. And yeah. I had to understand what it is to be multidimensional and to embody that. And I started doing that. So to get this house, when it was finally time where there's no physical constraints in my reality to, mm. you know, I work remotely in technology, mm. so I don't need to be in Phoenix anymore. Yeah. Um, 
I had to make changes in me because I made that request to move to Sedona. Yes. So yeah. it started in July of 2022, where I had myself meet myself as like the new astral being. T Max. Oh, wow. T Max. That represented the energy vibration of me here in Sedona. And yes. so T Maximilian which is actually my middle name, Tion Maximilian Lucas. So yeah. after I moved here, I changed my name to match the full energy of what I yes. saw in July of you know, the summer yeah. before I moved. Uh, T Maximilian overflows with wealth and possibilities. That's me as the full high vibe, bright light T, a uh, high causal, high astral being with causal properties yeah. here and ready to create unlimited. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, we've often heard, especially before we moved here, that Sedona is interesting because it will kick you out if you're not ready for it. Have you yeah. ever heard that? Did you hear yeah, that? And in fact, yeah. when I got here to acclimate to the energy of here, I would have to and feel like stir crazy in the first few months. And I mm. had to like leave Sedona, drive out of town or, you know, go towards Flagstaff, go towards Conwood. And let everything settle down and come back yeah and after about six months of being here i acclimated yeah so even for someone where it's not going to kick you out even if you're ready it's your time yeah you still have to acclimate to this incredible vortex energy right to where yeah. you've brought your energy field and harmony and balance with everything it flushes out yeah and that th that all is all about manifesting because because yeah. this was yeah. the beginning of me manifesting a house in sedona the next yeah. thing i did was um connect in what i call the triangle so in moving to sedona i usually work a grid of energy between different cities that hold a certain consciousness and this grid was now going to move from just phoenix to we set up a triangle the my partner at the time and i Set of a triangle between Phoenix, uh, Las Vegas, and Sedona. Because there were beings we worked with in those different areas. Sedona is where I came and I woke up. And so I had a being here um, for the house. It was called Bean, B E E N. And that would that being would stay with whatever house we were looking for to hold the energy of this part of the triangle. And then in um in Nevada, there's a being called Mark, which is a very um, number, structure, shapes, creation uh, being that has very high astral causal energy and has a small team of beings that bring out this like other level of creation directly from how everything is structured to materializing at a level of hmm. energy. So we connected the the triangle over to there. And then in Phoenix, we brought a being in to help upgrade the energy there. So we're, as we're preparing to move to Sedona, it brought our energy up. So there's three beings that we set up, Sari, Bean, and Mar, to create a grid that represented not just moving my body and thinking a house, but that that house would be in the right energy grid to match yeah. the full impact in the Southwest. Yes. Everyone to have.
but it's a much bigger creation where it's like, well, John of God lives on uh, a crystal hill. I'm mm. going to be living, Tion of God is going to live in Sedona and yeah. bring out this work. So I had to prepare the whole energy space in advance, yeah. as well as what level of being was going to embody the body. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you right? grew, clearly grew into it yourself as well. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then um, there were two beings that we then sent to kind of canvas the area, which were um, uh, Jet and Freya, that would help pick the right house that matched those energy requirements. And mm. so the house ended up being in a part of West Sedona that I hadn't visited before. Yeah. But it's close to uh, a vortex that works really well for me. It's Oak Creek is just on the other side of the street. The other mm -hmm. houses on the other side are just by Oak Creek. And so we've got the energy of nature, a vortex, and the animals walk through my yard. Uh, and so it has Good. all the balance needed for this yeah. very high energy to stay yeah. balanced for me. It's fantastic. It's, uh, for anybody uh, who doesn't know it, it's in a beautiful part of Sedona and beautifully quiet too. And But yet close enough that if one wanted, you could go out into the mainstream tourist type of idea of Sedona. Yeah. Quite close, but, but yet very quiet. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think one of the things about what we talk about is that many people feel they can't grasp it, that it's all too uh, intellectual or it's too far. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? Esoteric would be a good word, yeah. yeah. And that they, f they, they want uh, to know where is the best place to live or the safest place to live. And what you've just spelled out is a beautiful example of how to manifest that, how to bring that into your reality. Yeah. Without, without the efforting involved in saying that, oh, I have to work two jobs and I have to work three shifts and I have to do all this kind of physical stuff to earn the money to do it. You're talking about creating it. Well, he is. Yeah. He is so if you're, <laughs> no, I know. He, you're upgrading yourself. Like, and Gail, you're feeling that uplift, right? And that brings yeah. your body to a different capability level when you're staying in that vibration, right? Yeah. Then then what you're doing is you're evolving yourself into being ready for that reality. And you're using your guides and the beings that you work with to help help orchestrate what needs to happen in the physical. So that when it comes time to pick the real estate agent, you know, Jet and Freya are already canvassing and going, and then I feel a hit on this one will work because they've not just set suggested one, you know, we've set up a grid and an energy and everything that wants to form the full reality. Mm -hmm. The more I can bring the full reality in with help, right, yeah. the easier it is. So I have to have the qualities of the reality, the properties I want, the energy I want, the, the relationship with the land and nature and all the beings mm -hmm. and the earth. Yeah, All of that's there for me to create with. And it's all available when I'm centered in my heart multidimensionally. It starts to expand to where I'm not just creating with um, the real estate agent, 
but the real estate agent knows when he walked in my house um, and I'm not here. He's viewing it for me and he videotaped it. I'm down in Phoenix. He's like, I saw these deer walk up and they're just staring at me. And I even took a picture of it and I felt like this was your house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so like the deer are even involved in the creation. Right. right? Makes sense. So, yeah. And telling them. So I don't have to convince the real estate agent. We're working with his intuition and my beings are working with him and nature's working mm. with him. And mm. the full picture of what's being created is happening mm. through everyone involved in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So do you feel we got to... He just came full circle with the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. That's what I like about it too. Yeah. In the last few minutes that we have, Tian, do you, do you want to talk about... Um, what it is that you're doing to help others in the bigger picture. I mean, we know you are writing a book, but are you available to to counsel others or to help them with manifesting or like? Yeah, so I run uh, a mastermind group on Sundays, uh, Sundays at 10 uh, Mountain Time. I can start one on the weeknights, like I had one Monday night, if there's more interest. You can find that on Meetup. Uh, Sedona Multidimensionals. Um, and so that helps people uh, manifest, but manifest with your full multidimensional self mm -hmm. and all the yes. support that's available. And then the book, Limitless Living, um, will be, I'll be working with um, Ken Gale and Ahanu to create a cover next, apparently. Yes, you will be. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Um, I've got about 12 pages of it written out. And yeah. uh, this is today's topic. The heart is the doorway is principle five of the seven principles of multidimensional wow. embodying. Wonderful. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, as always, Tian, we are so grateful. Thank you to for know your you. time. Today. Yes, your time and your knowledge and your wisdom. It's wonderful. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the session. We appreciate it very much. We look forward to seeing you on your masterminds, and till next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from yes. Angel Rose. Thank you very much. Thank so much. you too, very much for hosting me. This was a pleasure and a delight. Well, that was certainly interesting, wasn't it, Ahanu? I tell you what, that Tion, he, he is right at the cutting edge of consciousness. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I think we're benefiting a lot from his masterminds and the way he the way he thinks about things is really interesting and it certainly isn't mainstream. I mean, I don't think you're going to find what he talks about in regular books, but having said that though, he did announce that he was writing a book and we are very much looking forward to that. So until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu and from Angel Rose. Bye. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.